Welcome to this week's episode of the Ramblin' Rules Podcast, hosted by Jesse Runnels. Um, this week's episode will be an interview with one of my friends, Chris Azzarello. And um, hopefully, you know, this will be a good interview as compared to my past interviews. And, um, yeah, um, to give a background of Chris, I know I've met Chris through my wife. Uh, I think the first time I met Chris was at a um, party at the Summer Cottage Community in uh, Illinois, Southern Illinois, outside of St. Louis, called New Piasaw Chautauqua. And this place is located right on the Mississippi River. So, um, and it was pretty cool. Um, it was cool. He's, he's a pretty cool guy, and, uh, he stands pretty firm on some serious topics, and hopefully we can delve into some of those. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode and enjoy this interview. All right, Chris, uh, thanks for coming on this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast. Um, I'm the host, Jesse Runnels, and this week we have Chris Azzarello. That's correct. Yes, so... Uh, um, Chris and I are, I guess we're friends, Chris. Is that fair for me to say? I mean, I, yes. I that's, okay. that's very fair. Even though uh, we live some states apart and we don't get to hang out much, I still consider you a good friend. All right. Thanks, Chris. Um, um, so, uh, let's start out. Uh, so Chris, uh, where are you originally from? If you don't, because the audience may or may not know. Uh, Southern Illinois. Um, oh. yeah. So, not Chicago, the other Illinois. Oh, okay. So, yeah. you, so like Alton, or, uh... Alton is my birthplace. Oh, okay. So that's where you, you grew up mostly in that area? I'd say that's fair. Yeah, between uh, Alton, uh, Godfrey, and Wood River. Any oh, oh, okay. So just yeah. we'll say the Riverbend area for short. Yeah. So uh, if anyone doesn't know, this is uh, part of what's known as the Metro East mm-hmm. of the Greater St. Louis area. Yes. And um, so uh, I I'm I met Chris initially at uh, I want to say I met you in uh, Chautauqua, which is a summer cottage community outside like near that area and um yeah it was the first time i met you i think through my wife pretty much all <laughs> i met a lot of people through my wife so um i believe that's correct that would have yeah. been our first meeting yeah but uh yeah it was and uh, chautauqua was a pretty cool place it's an interesting place chautauqua was cool um it's much cooler as a kid. Oh yeah, you don't like it as an an adult as much. No, I appreciate it still, but um, I just think as a kid, Chautauqua is a very magical place, and what while it's still very important, um, I find it. I think it's more important growing up to have a close community 
and close friendships with, you know, people. And as you get older, you still appreciate Chautauqua and that you can meet up with people and socialize there. But it doesn't have the same value as it once did. Not to say that it's better or worse, just different. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Yeah, you've definitely experienced things there that I didn't. That's true. Because, I mean, I didn't grow up... To me, it seems kind of like a a summer camp, kind of, for... I mean, but I don't know. Does that make sense? See, it's hard to describe. See, exactly. You're finding it's hard to describe Chautauqua, right? Yeah. It's hard to describe exactly what it is. The closest thing, and this isn't an exact correlation, but you know Amity, like the fictional beach town where Jaws took place? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, I mean, without the ocean, I mean, we do have the river, but it's... You definitely, um, I would consider myself privileged, and I don't want to get into the whole thing about privilege, but you you have that not everybody has that type of, you know, I I can't think of a a better word than privilege, Uh, getting to grow up in, you know, that community with those people, with you know, access to, to say, a summer residence that not everybody can definitely afford, you know, it, it is, it's a privilege to be able to, to have Chautauqua, and you can kind of read into it as much as you want, but not everybody gets that experience, you know. No, and so. then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 a pretty cool place. Um, I liked it there. I when I first went there, I don't think you were there, but this was like November of 2015. Okay. I want to say like Thanksgiving, and that was the very first time I went there. I went to a, a friend of ours named John Schwaniger's cottage. And I honestly, I thought this place was a cult. Honestly, I was getting kind of weird vibes. I was like, "You understand it more than most, actually." <laughs> yeah, but the first time I was there, I was like, "What? Why is Jill bringing me out here in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> like, what's about what's about to happen to me?" It is a cult-like following. Uh, we don't we don't sacrifice goats, <laughs> but. We commonly dance around fires and chant, and yeah, I mean, um, and my, yeah, and everybody, and everybody experiences it differently, too. Uh, see, my uncle grew up in Chautauqua, too. You don't know him, but you might meet him one day. Okay. But he grew up in Chautauqua, too, but his experience was quite different. Um, he was in the middle of two large age groups, so he didn't have a cohort of kind of close friends per se, like, like John and I and Dave and Jesse and all did. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, he doesn't, he may not have made the connection that we did there and he still appreciates it, but 
I don't think he holds it in the same regard as as I do. And it has a very special place to me, for sure. Some of my best memories growing up were there, and uh, it wasn't the same for him. So that's another reason it's hard to describe, because even as you describe it, someone else that was there may not have experienced the same thing you did. Yeah. I mean, I, I've met some very nice people there that I wouldn't meet here and where I live in Baton Rouge. I mean... I mean, it's just, I don't know. I've had a, like, St. Louis, I, I, in that area is, I, I don't know. I kind of like it more than here, honestly. <laughs> Are you from Louisiana originally? Y- yes. Okay. I am. I yeah. wouldn't know because you don't, I mean, you don't have a traditional Southern accent as I oh, would recognize it. Yeah. Uh, my mom's from Maryland, if that accounts for anything. I don't okay. know. <laughs> or she grew up there for like, 16 years or something like that so i don't know (laughs) yeah i I mean i don't know i probably got most of my uh like hearing people talk from television anyway so (laughs) 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 i mean that i heard that plays a lot in the development of speech but uh that's fair that's fair yeah um let's see so you just graduated from college didn't you like your uh, you got your bachelor's recently haven't you i just did yep in, in may it congrats was, man thanks it it was it took a long time and switching a couple schools to complete that task but yeah yep i wasn't part of the reason you didn't see me in 2015 thanksgiving or friendsgiving it might it might have been too if you were there with a lot of the chautauqua people i was in i was uh, from 2012 to 2015, um, and I got some credits from Iowa. Not all of them transferred, but yeah, I was going to Iowa State. Those oh, years. yeah. Oh, get... what's that? Okay. Yeah, well. I didn't get to Chautauqua much, uh, except to visit very seldomly. Thanksgiving wasn't one of those uh, days. I was only able to come home for Christmas and um, and and. My grandpa's birthday and stuff like that. You know, very special occasions. But. Yeah. Wow. Well, what's Iowa like? Uh, Iowa. Cold. Extremely oh. cold. What, yeah. what, what city is Iowa State in? Or Ames, that... Iowa. Okay. Yep. Uh, about an hour north of Des Moines. I mean, if you would just put a pin right in the center of Iowa, that's that's where it would be. Right and there. I and Iowa's just north of Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. I'd say uh if northwest maybe, but yeah. Oh, okay. So you, you so you ended up like transferring from Iowa State and then you went to uh what university or no southern illinois university in carbondale is that right yeah that's correct i i didn't take really a break i went straight from one to the other yeah oh okay yeah and they couldn't be more different yeah yeah i was a lot of cornfields and you know and 
Southern Illinois, especially in Carbondale, extremely green. Oh yeah. Is like um let let me ask this. Um what's the like as far as people is are people a lot different from because that's very that's like the very bottom of Illinois, right? Like Carbondale almost. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's I'm not... southern Illinois. Yeah, I mean it... we get most of the weather stations in Carbondale will be like um, Kentucky weather and stuff like that. Closer to that. When I say climate, I mean like uh, like what are people like? Or is, is it like the South almost? If if that makes sense. Um, I know like Kentucky and Tennessee. It's kind of like a mixture of Southern people and Midwest almost. Is is it like kind of? Uh, that's tough. Uh, yeah. I I wouldn't say the climate is that. Um, Carbondale is a, a southern town, so it is a mixture of southern people. But there's a fair amount of uh, urbanites, and we there's a fair amount of people from Chicago, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why, but um, probably because they wanted to get away because i think a lot of those cities just like they're just so big i mean people are just overwhelmed yeah but but, i mean like uh, i could see houston becoming that way for sure yeah something always interesting It, it it's not exactly a farm community even though there's a fair amount of agriculture and wineries and things like that there it's I mean, you know, it's 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 got its problems. There's uh, Carbondale's a nice. Uh, it's a great school. I can say that it's a great school. Um, the city has struggled financially. Oh wow! Um, yeah, there's been. Yeah, it's 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 struggling a little bit. Uh, I think I don't know the exact numbers, but um, let's see. The, you know, school population, student body has decreased by a very large percentage, at least 20 to 30 percent, if not more, over the past, maybe even 50 percent. It, it's, yeah. And so, oh, gosh. And so when attendance at the university uh, drops like that, the the town kind of fluctuates with that. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it the the Carbondale Hospital and the university there are the two largest probably employers in Carbondale. I would say. Um, so. Yeah. So it's well, just one small town to another for me. Honestly, it's I'm right now in a a town that uh, has one gas station. Uh, one deli and one little hotel. Oh wow! Yeah. So. Yeah. So, what part of the state are you in? You're because if anyone doesn't know, uh, Chris took an internship in Washington State after college. So. Yeah, it was. Um, 
So, Skycomish. Is the name of the town? Washington, and it's a... Oh. Let's see, what part? Where am I? I'm in the... So, I'm in northwest Washington. I'm in the, what you'd call the, the greater north... Uh, the northern Cascades Range, right in the Cascade Mountains. Oh, okay. About an hour and 20 east of Seattle. Oh, okay. So very close proximity to Seattle, relatively. I mean, only an hour away, but couldn't be further from civilization. I mean, if you, you know, <laughs> the only reason this town even exists is because there's a U.S. Forest Service Ranger District Station right here. Um, otherwise, there's a, a highway going through the forest, and that's literally where I live. Um, I basically live at the ranger station. I mean, I'm on government property and in government housing, uh, you know, and there's this little highway that goes from the you know, eastern side of Washington to the western, connecting Seattle to eastern Washington. Uh, the from Spokane to uh, Seattle. Yeah. So, um, it's the Mount Baker National Forest. It's beautiful. Um, as you're driving in here, you can actually see why they call it the Cascade Range because you're driving, as you're driving along the highway, you can see the mountain ranges one after another, like on the left and then on the right. And then again on the left and on the right and so forth, all the way down the valley. So it's really beautiful. Um, oh wow, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I think Anna and Avery and Dave and those guys may have came out here a couple of years ago. Uh, oh, okay. For a trip, they were in Rattlesnake Canyon, which is not in this district it's in a different forest district but it's still in the mount baker national forest um oh okay yeah he so you enjoy the is the forestry internship so far uh there's ups and downs with it um i'd say with any job you know right uh, i'm kind of learning about what i don't want to do in addition to what i want to do um and so the Forest Service is a lot like the National uh, Park Service. Um, okay. They have different they have different agendas. Uh, the Park Service is more for recreation and the Forest Service is more for conservation, but at the same time the job duties are very similar. Um, I'd say a park ranger is similar to a forest ranger in that you're working with the public a lot and mm -hmm. helping them be good stewards of the land. And by that, I mean being, you know, practicing good ecological, sustainable practices, uh, not, be, not being a litter bug. Um, oh, wow. You know, but not just that. There's, you know, I mean... Yeah, there's there's a lot to, there's a lot to it. It seems it seems easy, but there's there's a lot of rules too. Mm -hmm. Have you seen any like cool wildlife on the job out? I have. I saw a black bear earlier today. Um, oh, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I saw more his rear end than anything else. He was scurrying away. There's a lot of bear butts you see here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they don't. They're not too fond of people. But you, you yeah. can see um, he was running across. He was running across the road. I was in. I was in my vehicle, not my vehicle, the the truck I drive around for work. And he uh-huh. was, he's there was one truck up ahead stopped checking them out and as soon as we pulled up even very mm. he just darted across the road but he was he was a juvenile um i'd say he was only three years old um he was pretty big even for that but um wow yeah the, the other day there was a a shooting uh, someone someone popped up black bear a big 400 pounder um he was he was rummaging through somebody's yard maybe in their trash can i'm not sure but uh a, a handgun isn't a large enough caliber bullet to even really i'd say mortally wound a bear but he was hurt he was bleeding a little bit i felt bad after i learned about that but that's what people do around here that the um the locals around here treat the black bears like raccoons jeez I mean, they are everywhere. They are everywhere. But I didn't agree with... I mean, I would never agree with just shooting an animal to scare... I would honestly try to make a lot of noise. Uh, do whatever you can to scare... You don't want it rummaging through your garbage. You definitely don't want it dependent on your food. Because um, it won't leave. Yeah. And they have... I mean, and bears are very smart and they have great memories. I mean, if, if a bear remembers a food source and he can get at that food source regularly he could travel you know a hundred or more miles to find that food source and he'll remember it he's not going to forget it where he found that oh wow yeah so there but again i don't agree with that particular action if if one of us would have been on the job when that happened we would have discouraged and probably ticketed that guy i mean that's abusive you shouldn't really shoot a bear unless you're in danger and he wasn't in danger he probably should have tried to scared away first you know um there's a lot of things you can get do you can i'm not advising anybody walk up on a bear but they're very easily startled i mean he's not going to stick around in the garbage if you're throwing rocks at him there's a lot of things you can do to discourage a bear without shooting it but like i said the locals kind of do what they want here it's out in the middle of nowhere um technically if it's on your property you have a lot of kind of leeway to do what you want to get rid of it but Jeez. Yeah, that's a different world out here. Um, they are everywhere. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen an alligator, Chris, in the wild? Uh, I haven't. You, you ever you ever seen one? Oh, that's pretty terrifying. If you yeah? ask me. Oh yeah. <laughs> one time, uh, so I I was in the Navy for some like six years i'm sure you know that but um yeah um when i was stationed in jacksonville florida i went i played golf with some you know guys at work and um we were on a golf course and they had this big alligator right on the golf course and these guys were like trying to antagonize the golf i mean the alligator Oh gosh! And I just like stepped on the gas of my golf cart and got out of there. I was like, "You guys are idiots! You're about to hey, be Luke. eaten." <laughs> huh? 
Yeah, I wasn't going to stick around because I, I knew better. I mean, that wasn't the first alligator I saw, you know, growing up here. But, yeah, that was that was, was probably the... Yeah, he was big. He was at least, like, 12 feet, I think. I don't know. He was good size, like 10 feet or around there. He was huge. He yeah, he was an adult. Like, he would have... I mean, they're not slow either, I don't think. Not that I'm aware of. No, I, I imagine they can, uh, when they want to run, they can get up to 15 miles an hour probably, right? Yeah, and I mean, you're in a golf cart, you're you're exposed. So, like, that guy would have got his, you know, he would have lost a leg and, I don't know, f- fools. I yeah. Would, yeah, and plus, like, like if we were like if we were fishing that day, that would have been a total different thing. Like, I don't, you, you, they're they're like if you're in the water, they'll like they're they have the advantage for sure. Well, yeah, you're food in the water to them, I imagine. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's as far as that's probably the only thing I I've never seen. Uh, yeah, I've never seen bears. I saw an, an elk once in Colorado. Oh, and man. Huh? <laughs> I'm just, you just remember, I'm just thinking back to all my elk experiences. Too many to count. God. Yeah, there, we were, uh, where were we at? We were up in like Evergreen, which is right outside Denver. Mm-hmm. And, and they just kind of hang out on the side of the road up there in the mountains. Yeah. They're like pigeons out there. Yeah. And those things can be scary, too. I mean, if you I yeah. mean, walk up on one by accident, which I have, I mean, oh, wow. it, you don't know what he's going to do. I mean, there's two things that are going to happen. He's either going to run right away or he's going to get freaked out and possibly curb stomp you to death. And you're just lucky if that doesn't happen because, I mean, elk mean you no know ill will. I mean, they're just – they're just – deer large deer you know and if you freak one out you know and it freaks out on you it's not to hurt you it's just freaking out and it's big it's a big elk you know it could just yeah it's huge animal yeah that's like uh moose too i heard moose are pretty dumb yeah and they're even bigger than elk yeah yeah they're like they're like 800 pounds or something like that and they're angry you do not want to piss off oh. them. Oh well, they're they're very irritable. A moose will charge you. You you'd be you should be more scared of a moose than anything else in the wild. Even a even a black bear, I would oh. be much more scared to run across a moose. Even a mountain lion, I would be. I don't know. I'd that... be more scared of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, that to me that's the scariest predator in the wild is. To me, honestly, is like a big cat. Yeah. B- because, um, because they don't like. As far as I know, that that those animals rather not be seen than seen. So, like, if you're if you're in the woods, they're just gonna like jump out of a tree and bite you in the neck or something, and then you know yeah, that's that's um, it. Yeah. If you see a mountain lion. 
chances are he's been watching you a lot longer than you've been watching him, and that's not good for you at all. Uh, you yeah. want a mountain lion to be scared of you because if they're not scared of you, it's kind of like when you see it, and you have a lot of cats, you know. Yeah. Know. Cats can kind of be. Cats are funny because they can play with you. They can kind of play bite you, not like you know. Cat. Yeah. When a cat plays with you. It's really playing with you, right? As yeah. A, as an adult, but if a mountain lion uh, wants to play with you, it's not going to be cute or anything like that. It's going to be scary as hell. <laughs> Damn. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so have you ever seen one? Because I know you've spent a lot of time in parks, national parks. Yeah, that's one of the only things I haven't seen. I've seen just, I mean, I've seen grizzlies, black bears, moose, elk. Um, That's on my to-do list. And I don't want to run into one late at night by myself either. I'd love to see a mountain (laughs) lion, but it's hard. They're going to hide from you until they want to be seen. And like I said, at that point, you don't want to see it. Uh, yeah. I this guy telling me he was at the north entrance to Yellowstone in Gardner, Montana. Okay. And he was hunting one day, and a mountain lion jumped down from a tree right in front of him on the path. And oh, shit, man. Scared the crap out of him. And he fired off a warning shot uh, to scare, and he had a, a big old shotgun. He fired off a warning shot. And the mountain lion wasn't scared of that. It just growled at him. It wasn't scared of his gun. It took like two or three warning shots to actually get it to scurry away. What um, a name, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, so, I would have I pissed my pants. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, he was lucky. Uh, he said he'd been there 12 years and never ran into one before that. So, I mean. Wow. He was lucky to see one. He was lucky to get away with his life. Uh, well, um, so do you know any? Do you know this? So in Florida, there's the Florida Panther. Yeah. Is that is that any different than a mountain lion? Because well, they look they look similar. Like, uh, you know what I'm well, saying? Yeah, they're um, it's it's weird because. With the pumas, and we're going to call it just a mountain lion a puma. Okay. That's what species it is. Okay. Uh, so there's uh, there's two kinds, right? There's, uh, there's the eastern, and then there's the western. And the western mountain lions are going to be fairly larger and scarier than the eastern ones. And the eastern ones are functionally extirpated i mean the last remaining population of those ran down to florida i mean they got hunted and you know there's these little um it's really sad i don't know if it's gonna go through but i i think there's still like you know they're still um they're still cutting down parts of the everglades to make room for walmart parking lots and such it's it's very sad what's happening but yeah there's um there's there's two distinct kind of like species of mountain lions I'd say, um, and and when we're talking about a panther, we're talking about the Florida panther, not like a black panther, which would be native to South America, you know. We're, yeah. We're talking about the um, mountain lions, pumas, and yeah, and so the 
the western one's going to be a lot bigger and then the eastern mountain lion the the florida panther if it still exists and i'm sure it does it's highly protected and they're still having trouble uh last i heard they're trying to breed them and they're having trouble breeding them because just when you have when they can't disperse out you get inbreeding problems and then the litter rates are going to be you know um natality rates are going to be a lot lower um, oh well and it you know you want them to do good but um my my uh when i went on this backpacking trip uh with one of my professors who i consider a pretty good friend too he just was rattling off some statistics for us um just kind of a mm-hmm. information kind of thing um and and one thing he was telling us was that and and let me see if i can go back and okay so in 10 to 15 years at the rate of extirpation that's happening if something doesn't change if we don't change our conservation efforts if we're not successful all the big cats will probably be extinct and that's right. 10 to 15 years and that's just not mountain lions that's tigers lions leopards. oh wow yeah that's 10 to 15 years that's that's because and this is on you can look up this information later this is all pulled from a dot gov site it's not it's not a i love i fucking love science article you know it's not clickbait <laughs> this is this is yeah. information it's just a lot of people it sounds drastic so i wanted to clarify that because some of these statistics are going to sound very scary and that's you know being a realist is scary you know it's it, 10 to 15 years we need to do something and that's we we could lose the big cats in in that amount of time um some other crazy statistics that we were just talking about um oh pollinating species um in germany oh yeah i heard things about those yeah bees not just bees like there's pollinating birds too but pollinating species are down 75 percent um and that's just in Europe. In in South America, like Puerto Rico, pollinators and insects are down ninety eight percent from historic levels, which oh, is sure. incredible. Um, global wildlife is down sixty percent since nineteen seventy. Sixty um, percent of the biodiversity that we've lost on Earth, sixty percent of all biodiversity, is lost due to feed crops for cattle. Cattle, people don't realize that just to have McDonald's, one quarter of all land on Earth. So we're not talking about in South America or anywhere. We're talking about all land on Earth. 25% of all land is used to either raise, breed, or feed cattle. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So, um, But that's yeah. more uh, the methane from cattle is... Uh more is like more of a detriment almost than cars i heard i don't know if that's true but i heard that somewhere i mean i know that um when you have a okay like for instance and and yes and methane and yeah most of the methane is the at least there's a lot of greenhouse gases but the methane the majority of that is from cattle and that is correct 
um, yeah, on a cruise ship. So, like, if you had a cruise ship of people, each person on that cruise ship represents about a thousand cars worth of emissions. So oh, wow. Me statistics. So, yeah, I mean, we love the cruise, you know, the ocean, all these big ocean liners. Yeah, each person represents about the emissions worth of a thousand vehicles. Um, yeah, I have no interest. I have no interest on going any cruises anytime soon. I spent more than enough time in the ocean. So <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Where Where are you? Uh, who are you looking at for this next election? I know. I know it's uh, not Trump. It's got to be somebody better than that. Oh yeah. Um, I like Andrew Yang, man. I mean, yeah. I've been hearing about him lately. It, it's kind of selfish, my reasons, but um, I like his viewpoints on how he sees what automation is going to do for uh, the economy and how many people's jobs are going to be lost on automation. So he's uh, done this, F, what is it called? Uh, what it, what's it called? Like, well... If he becomes president, he promises each person will get a thousand dollars a month, and he's oh, gonna, and okay. and he's gonna. Uh, I mean, he also said he wanted to legalize marijuana federally, but I don't know. But he he but he, and he wanted to do what the Illinois governor just did too. He was talking about. Uh, you know, pardoning people for, uh, you know, small pot possession or, you know, like, you know, that kind of stuff. But the, the, the thing that, it, that got me the most was that he sees that, you know, like, uh, automation is going to take away a lot of jobs. Like for instance, like the, uh, like there's a lot of truckers out there on the highways. Um, Here in Louisiana, they just passed a law to do to do what Andrew Yang just said to try out the uh, automation for truck drivers because here in this state, a lot of car accidents are from uh, you know eighteen wheelers. Mm-hmm. So so um, and it's like I think Louisiana's up there on um, as far as like injury lawyers, like you know. Like as or like an accident, like like it's a very litigious state, and that's yeah. that's a good source of like economy here almost. I feel like, but yeah. anyway, but anyways, um, I think uh, I like Andrew Yang. I like his. I don't think uh, I think Bernie is. I mean, he's just so old and. Um, he preaches the socialism, you know, for the uh, the healthcare thing, and I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if it'll work. And if they do introduce it, I, I feel there have to be a lot of contingencies because the size of the population is what concerns me. Yes, and I, and I, I'm I'm somebody who uses universal healthcare already basically using the VA yeah. and it's already a flawed system so I, I don't know 
if our government will be able to sustain it, honestly. There, yeah, that's fair. And and flaw, you, there's just things about it you would change or that don't work exactly right. Wait times, maybe? Is that what you're thinking of? Or Yeah, wait times. Um, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, I mean, I've gotten some apathetic doctors, too, like... Like, for instance, let's say you, like, I've shown up to the VA, and let's say your doctor isn't there for whatever reason. Yeah. You get, you get like, a float doctor. He'll see you, but, like, he, like, he, he's not interested in really helping you. At least this guy wasn't. I, I mean, he, he did what... He did what he was asked to do, but if you asked him anything extra, he it, I did I could tell that he wasn't going to do it, and I was like, "Wow, all right." Yeah, well, you know? I I think that's fair. There's going to be I think that someone said it would take four or five years for it to even if it happened, it would take four or five years for them to work the kinks out of it anyway. And but yeah, um, Bern, I I actually like Bernie. Uh, I his, a lot of his campaign platforms, but. Here's what I believe. Here's what I believe. It doesn't matter what I like, but what I believe is that he's too radical and yeah, because he, it's not that I don't like his campaign platforms. I love it, but especially the uh, the um, free uh, education, colleges and universities stuff like that. I love it. Um, oh yeah, he did say that. That's right. He, he so you know people are scared. Of, of radical change. It's not that it's not a good change. It's that people move slowly and they don't want to move fast. The post-industrial society is going to be hard to adjust to with automation. Yeah. People losing out on coal jobs. We get it. Nobody wants to, nobody's denying that there's not going to be families hurting. We get it. It's not going to be easy, but in order for this country to progress, you have to be able to criticize what's wrong with it while still you can't just be a blind nationalist. I mean, you have to be able to say there's something wrong. You've got to change. Change isn't easy. It's painful. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, this country's got to change. You know, uh, I, and, and about the and maybe the health. I mean, you might be completely right about the healthcare thing. It might our our size, our population might be a a limitation to that. But there's one thing. If this guy, this. Like this really smart guy worked out the numbers, and I can't, I can't sort, I can't give you the source right now, but um, they he found that yeah, uh, people now we're not talking about uh, people that went to college ended up, I think, contributing like seven percent more tax revenue over the course of their lifetime. Now, like not versus people that didn't go to college, just each individual had they gone to college versus had they not gone to college. So we're not talking about people that like went into a trade school or, you know, did something else. But if uh, people that went to college uh, ended up contributing 7% more tax revenue to the country than had they not. And if you added up all the people that went to college and they were given free education, it actually equals out to we would have like accumulated ten to fifteen trillion dollars worth of tax revenue to this country. All those people having contributed, and it just equals out that people that go to college contribute 
you know, more tax revenue. Yeah. And had they not gone to college, and that would have been that's a plus, like for free education. That's a good thing. Um, but like you said, um, it, you, would you say it's fair that center has moved right and left has moved center? Like the what used to be the right is now the far right, and now what used to be the center is now the right. And everything's just shifted, right? Is that like... Um, I would say Trump polarized a lot of people. Yes. Um, if that answers your question. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the far right is right now. And this right in 2019, I feel like, is almost like white supremacists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, to be... I mean... To like, I don't know. I mean, granted, like, yes, I mean, yeah, this is a pretty, I mean, terrible presidency. Yes, I, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even think about it. Oh, like, I just, I try to focus on like state politics recently, like, and then, and then, like, you, you're, I'm baffled here in Louisiana that like our governor's a Democrat and he went and passed the uh, the same abortion bill that was in Alabama and other states. Like, what is what what is the exact? Uh, it's like bill? it's the same one in Missouri too. It's like the. Uh, I mean, I I don't want to talk about it that much, but it's just that. Uh, eight weeks you're if you you have eight weeks to decide to abort the baby or something like that from conception and uh it doesn't matter if you're raped or oh there's inc no incest there's or no any of, any of that stuff you have eight weeks to decide pretty much mm. after conception i get. i guess our population isn't big enough hmm Seems like yeah, but I mean, it's it is. I don't agree with it necessarily, and um, you know. But anyways, I just feel like you know, like why is this guy a Democrat? You know, like that. That was my whole thing about it. But um, yeah. But well, the far, the yeah. far left has. I mean, I I I feel like um. Like the like this guy Andrew Yang is kind of uniting even the conservatives almost in a way that because it's not about parties or anything it's about you know what to do during this you know like you were saying this industrial revolution that's about to happen like a similar one that happened when you know factories took over and. People lost their job from the, you know, like, yeah, you know, in late 1800s. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what truckers are going to do after they lose their jobs. You know, I don't have these yeah. answers, but um, but it's I, nice that somebody's thinking about it, though. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, I'm in a good field right now in IT during this generational time frame. Yeah. But, I mean, I've never, 
I mean, since I've gotten out of the Navy, I haven't seen over $30,000. So, I mean, $12,000 a year interests me more than any other candidate. And I know that sounds very selfish, but that's no, the way I... <laughs> it's, it's not selfish. Um, it, it's each person, you know, uh, it, it's not selfish to want to live, you know, uh, a good life. Um, to to have to not have to worry about your next medical emergency bankrupting you, which a little different in your case with the VA benefits, but um, to not yeah. have, or, or maybe uh, a maybe a better uh, your car breaking down, needing a new engine or something, you know, or there's a million things we all know there's a million things that could happen. Uh, right, it's not selfish to to want that, you know. Every, you know, I I don't, it's. It's easy, you know, sometimes people like to, you know, say, well, oh, you know, you should just be grateful for what you have because there's a starving child in Africa. And while that's very sad, you, you can't keep, you know, keep, uh, justifying your reasoning by drawing comparisons each time. You know, you, at some point you have to say this is this and that's that. And you can't compare everything to everything else, you know. I mean, well... I well, I feel very sad, especially since I might be going into Peace Corps and I'll be living around people and you know rural communities that don't have access to electricity or clean water. I especially do feel for those people, but that's not going to make me um, think that uh, we deserve uh, to live substandard just because there's you know that we have to worry about America now and we worry about other people then you know and. If that makes yeah. sense, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I think uh, they asked Andrew Yang. I think he's for universal health care as well. Um, that other guy dropped out. Whatever the representative was from uh, California, he dropped out because he's running for re-election for being a, you know, California state representative or. Well, he's the federal representative representing California. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, his whole thing was... Uh, I mean, even though he dropped out, he was about, uh, like, gun stuff. Like, uh, whatever... What, what was that happening in Florida a while back? The That, over, that, that high school in Miami got shot up? Oh, um... Y yeah, because of the AR... 15s. I mean, I think Joe Biden's thing's a little crazy too. I don't know. I don't really know the answer for gun rights. I think uh, the background check process probably isn't thorough as it should be. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair, and there's nothing. Yeah, and I mean, it's important to know that, you know, that, that everything, everything today is registered with the government. Your car, your house, your social security, you are registered. I mean, your social security number, yeah, your identification number. I mean, to think that, you know, guns won't be controlled is silly when we, we do it to everything else, you know, so. Yeah. Something to think about. 
Um, who knows to what extent, but I think uh, what the main, the the Second Amendment right right doesn't say um, you have a right to carry an automatic rifle, or it doesn't really specify. It says you have the right to not um, to. be suppressed by a, a militia, or you know, or sorry, I'm not saying it clearly, but. Well, I, I didn't read the whole amendment. I thought it was the right to bear arms. So that could be a... That could mean you could just have a bear's arms. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> I hope they pull with bear arms. I'm just kidding. No, I sold it on a t-shirt one time and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but um, but uh, I mean I I mean I think the I mean people should be more educated with weapons. I think part of this is that um I mean I've talked to like one of my friends about this more specifically, but I think that Kids nowadays are just, like, kind of soft. They, like, I mean, it's, I mean, they kind of have, we saw that in Columbine. Like, you know, people have poor mental health. They get these guns and decide to shoot up a school. Like, uh, like that's their revenge. And it, it's, it's crazy. Like, I feel like, you know, kids are just, like, there's some. There's a misconnect that we're not seeing here. Well, you I know mean, that if if there ended up being like an age limit to like you couldn't allow, you know, there already is. I mean, you have to be certain. You have to be a certain age register, but maybe the uh, maybe the uh, healthcare thing and the gun thing aren't completely not related. Yeah, I, I mean, I also take it a step further that, like, I think if you purchase a certain amount of alcohol per year, that's a factor, too. Because, like, this whole thing about people that have a medical marijuana license, they're not allowed to be gun owners, I think that's ridiculous. I think alcohol is more of an issue with guns and marijuana, if you ask me. Yeah, I think whoever, um, I'm not sure whoever made that silly law. And I mean, they, I've heard this, so. Yeah, no, it, um, they also, I couldn't, I mean, if I wanted to get my green card for that, I couldn't have done that while I was working in Idaho because I, uh, because I currently had my commercial driver's license and there's a law that says you can't have your CDL and own a green card either. Um, and even now, um. I live in government housing. Um, uh -huh. There's been this um, pattern, and this is just this isn't just government. This is everywhere. Uh, whenever there's a problem with an employee, they tend to just brush it under the rug and get promoted. Rather, like they would rather promote that person and move them to a different department or a different area than actually deal with it. And um, like they just instituted this thing to where they're trying to tell us now that we're not allowed to have um alcohol in any of the uh shared 
housing. So on government property, we're talking about anybody who's a government employee who lives in housing like I do um, mm-hmm. is now, now not allowed to have alcohol because and this is this is ridiculous. In the letter, I wish I could read the letter to you. It's, it's at the office right now. But it said, we've noticed that the wording was just like something out of 1960. It's like we've noticed that the rise in alcohol use has contributed to bad behavior. And it's like, lady, are you actually trying to say, are you actually trying to say that, oh, these people made shitty choices because they got drunk? Like, a shitty person is going to be a shitty person. I'm sorry. Like, you cannot mm. just blame alcohol and say that, oh, these now no one can drink here because somebody made a bad choice. Because they were drinking. No. Uh, if, if, if those people were going to make bad choices drunk, they were going to make bad choices sober. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, some people have issues with substances and they go off the rails. And, and that could be somebody who's been sober for a long time, but they just can't handles any substance no matter what and they go crazy like you know it all depends on the person yeah i mean i worry i worry about i worry even i have i worry about my friends that that drink too much honestly and i know i shouldn't yeah i shouldn't think that but i do i worry i worry that people that drink like several times a week i worry and i mean i you know, I have a beer every now and then, but I don't know. It's it's just I saw like you know like my uncle, my uncle just had a very bad stroke, and I don't know why, but I I fear that it's because he's been a drinker for a long time and he had extremely high blood pressure, and I just feel like his drinking contributed to it. And oh, jeez. Yeah, and I mean. You know, but you don't want to tell people, you know, oh, you shouldn't do this or that. You know, people want to live their lives the way they want to live them, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I'm not. <clears throat> but... Man, this is getting kind of a downer. <laughs> yeah, well, that wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> I just did it that way. Yeah. So you, you've been playing uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, that that new Zelda game for what is it? The Switch? Is that oh, right? I've I've owned this game for several months. I wouldn't let myself touch it until after graduation, though. Oh, I, but. Because you wanted to graduate? Yeah, well, I knew that I would just get crazy on it, and I wouldn't pay attention to my studies. But yeah, I started it recently, and I've been chasing this horse around for a week now. He's a giant. He's just, uh, in this new Zelda, you can catch your own horses and tame them. Well, it's like Red Dead too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I see a lot of similarities. I actually played that. I see some similarities. Um, I was playing that earlier. Yeah, it was actually a great game, and I wish they had it for Nintendo because I would buy it. Oh, the, oh, they don't? Oh, wow. I don't I don't think they do. I could be wrong, but 
as far as I know, Red Dead isn't out for Switch. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm out doing side questing and catching giant horses. There's this one, uh, like, mammoth mutant, like, 12-foot-tall horse that just towers over every horse in the game. Oh, wow. He's extremely hard to catch, and I've been chasing him for a while, so I'm still working on that. Um, oh, wow. A huge open-world map. Um, uh, you cook your own food for sustenance. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I recommend this game to anybody who likes Zelda or Nintendo, for that matter. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just don't want to buy a Switch. It's just so much money. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, I I debated for a while what to get. I mean, it was either going to be that or a PlayStation, but... Yeah. I think once the PS5 comes around, I'm going to stick to... I might just stick to PC gaming. Not excited about PS5? Well, it's just that, like... So the PS4 wasn't backwards compatible to PS3 games, which yeah. is, like, crap. And yeah. and that, uh... So, like, so I beat Red Dead Redemption 2, and I wanted to play the first Red Dead Redemption, because I never played it before. And, um... I had I used the that streaming service uh, PlayStation Now, which is you just stream the game. It's like Netflix for games, basically. Yeah. So I was playing. I was trying to play the first Red Dead on that, and then my internet wasn't fast enough, and the games would keep crashing. And I was like, "Well, fuck this!" And I canceled that. <laughs> And then I eventually just went ahead and bought a PS3 and played Red Dead and bought the first Red Dead. But I just think the only way I'll buy a PS5 is if it's backwards compatible <laughs> through all the games like PS3 and... I heard it was going to be. Maybe I'm wrong. I heard that too, but I, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. And I don't know. I just kind of want to... Play some PC games. I, th- I mean, the only titles that you probably won't get is like Rockstar titles. But um, yeah, I I don't know. Like then, I I feel like I don't understand. Like what what's the Nintendo or any of these people like? Like they should release games for PC. Like. You'd have a broader audience, but I don't know. I don't know their why. I mean, I know that it takes. They have to port the games for PC. Like it, it, it the code is specifically written for that console. So I know that part, but I don't know. I know that there's probably a marketing thing too, as well. What? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I if I'm if I'm like perfectly honest, I I wish the game selection on Switch was wider, you know, because I I go through and I look through the games. I'm trying to get excited about you know a lot of them, and I and a lot of them are just kind of like, yeah, I could take her to leave it, you know. It's like, 
Well, the the Switch is like a combined version of the DS and a console, right? Like a and how like kind of like the uh, what was it? The Wii? Like they just kind of merge the two, right? Is that the concept for the Switch? If I'm not, I would. I mean, oh, just like like a Wii and a DS together, sort of. Thing? Yeah, like you can. I mean, yeah, that's fair. You uh, can you could take it with you, right? Yeah, which is great. Uh, it does depend on the game. Uh, like, I like to I like to do Mario Kart when I'm on the go and I'm traveling. But with like with Zelda, I like a nice big screen for obvious reasons. But yeah, um, it's portable. Uh, it's interesting. Um, and now, if they come out with a new Metroid, uh, if they come out with a new Metroid, I mean, I'm the first one to buy it. For sure. I don't know if they have plans to, but I hope they do. It's yeah. One of, my, one of my favorites for Nintendo from a long time. Um, oh, really? I never played oh, that one. Oh I know. God. Yeah. I'm aware of the character and the. Wait, I think I played it a little bit. I mean, it's like, what's the character's name? Samus. Yeah, you shoot. Samus like, Autumn. it's kind of like Mega Man, right? <laughs> oh. Well, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, blast, the blaster is very similar. Yeah, it's a charge-up blaster like Mega Man. But yeah. that I'd say that's... And it is a platform... Well, that's a platformer, too. I'd say it, uh, you could draw some similarities with... A, um, yeah. Um, one of the cool... Like, this is going to be really obscure. And if anyone listening has played Golden Sun, it's still my favorite game of all time. Like, and it came out for Nintendo. There was two or three games. One came out for Advance. One came out for um, DS. Um, it was just... It's cool. It's like a mixture of Zelda, Pokemon, and it's an open kind of... Kind of an open world map. For, well, I wouldn't say open world, but um, you catch these elemental spirits called Jin, D-J-I-N-N, and you use them like Pokemon to fight. But there's also a lot of like puzzly things in there, like Zelda, and you have yeah, it's just a very very cool game. Um, oh yeah, keep my fingers crossed for that one. Oh okay, <laughs> Golden <laughs> Sun. I never played that. Oh my gosh, it's I've, great. I played Ocarina of Time. I've played like all the Mario's back in the day. Uh, I. <laughs> 64, obviously. GoldenEye. All that. <laughs> I don't remember. You ever played this game called Evo? Hmm. Oh, like, like is that to do like evolve, like creatures evolving and stuff? Yeah, it was on Super Nintendo. Yeah, I have. I used to own Super. It's a cool game. Yeah. So, uh,. Yeah, that one was pretty cool. I never... Those games... I feel like games were harder back then than, oh they, are, than they are now. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know how long it, take, it took me to beat Ninja Gaiden or, like, for NES? Or Ninja Gaiden 2 for NES? Or, like, um, uh, Castlevania for NES? Or any of those. I mean, they're fun. But, my God. I spent some nights playing this. Um... Plus, you couldn't save, I don't think. No. On the NES, you could not save. <laughs> no. 
they would give you codes for some games, and you would punch in codes to get yeah. to a certain part of the game. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll watch ang- Angry Video Game Nerd just to watch them. Oh, yeah. Angry Nintendo games. Nerd. Hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, this guy, man. When I watched him play the old Ghostbusters, was it's got to be like the crappiest Nintendo game I've ever seen made. I mean, just god awful. I mean, whoever yeah. just... Whoever designed this game should not only be fired, like thrown thrown into Mount Doom, like <laughs> just oh yeah, man. or the uh, yeah. There's some awful games back then. Like uh, this guy's just like drinking Rolling Rock, playing <laughs> playing uh, these angry yeah these games. Like he played the, there was a game called. Um, what was it called? Dr. Jekyll of Mr. Hyde? And, for that, and yeah. I don't think there I don't think you could actually beat this game ever. Because once you turn to Mr. Hyde, your your character died, I think. Like that was it. Like or I, I there was no like I don't know. I think they just like put together some broken code and they're like, here, buy this. I do, I do question whether they've tested. I don't know if testing the standards used to be different. I feel like there's some games they never tested to make sure you could actually beat it. Like, Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Back then, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Because, like, as far as I know, the NES was the next biggest, after Atari, the NES was the next, biggest video game franchise as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sega was there, but it wasn't well, nearly popular as Nintendo, though. Well, I thought Sega was around the time Super Nintendo came out. Or is my wrong? Uh, you could be right, but I thought I remembered my aunt and uncle having... Um, an Atari and a Sega, but you're probably right. Sega may not have been until later. I couldn't be wrong. Memory's a funny thing. Yeah, well, the NES came out in, like, the 80s. Yeah, 1984, I think. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that makes sense. And then I think, yeah, Sega might have came out, like, early 90s, maybe. For all I know, I don't know. I I was born in 88, so... I remember the NES, and then we never got a Sega. But. Yeah, we never did either. Sonic was cool, but that was the only thing that really interested me. Yeah, or uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, so what are you gaming on now on PC? Oh, you said board, you're doing Borderlands right now? That's on PC. I just started playing that. I... I I mean, it's kind of, it's pretty cool, but I don't know. I think I could play Red Dead 2 forever. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. It's just so much. It's, it's addicting. That game's super fun. Yeah, I like, I like hunting. I don't know. I like, uh, the story is incredible. They may, yeah, I don't know. They may have, they may have just, 
I think they borrowed. They may have borrowed a lot from Red Dead to do Zelda. I mean, you hunt in Zelda too. You hunt for food as well. I mean, it's. I don't think it's as intricate. I'm gonna have to sit down and play them both through and see all the similarities. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, do you? Yeah. Well, um, I wish you guys were out here this year because I know Dave's been talking about wanting to hike Mount Rainier for a while and. Oh well. And uh, are you into hiking at all? I guess I never asked you that. You know, yeah. Um. I would. I, I, I don't really. We've hiked here. We went to this place called Tunica Hills. And it's like uh, these waterfalls in Mississippi. But it was hot as shit. It was like during the summertime oh, last wow. year. And yeah, I was like, if you like fall down these hills on some of the trails, like you probably would have been stuck out there in the woods, honestly. if you didn't have like rope or something um the only thing i'd have an issue with is i'm afraid of heights like terribly afraid of heights so i like i I wouldn't want to go up like on a mountain peak where you're like walking across like a footpath on a knife edge or something like that but okay yeah i mean well yeah. I hiked Centennial. That was that was okay. I just I don't I don't really like heights all that much, but walking through trails and stuff like that, I don't. I, that stuff's kind of cool. I like nature. Yeah. Well, there's a there's this trail that goes around Rainier too. It's called the Wonderland Trail. This guy ran it. He was trying to beat a record. Ended up running all the way around it in like a crazy fast time but yeah it's kind of neat gives you like a different viewpoint of mount rainier um from each perspective and it doesn't like it goes up and down but it doesn't really go up too high yeah but i um i guess i'll see you guys when i get back Yes, and Halloween parties. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we're we're actually uh, gonna go up there soon. So, like this week, actually. Oh, up to Chautauqua. Yeah, or uh, well, Saint. I mean, uh, oh, Mar- yeah. Maryville. But yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. But uh, well, Chris, I think uh. I'm getting kind of tired, but uh, I think this is a this is a pretty good one, man. You know, we cover a lot of stuff. Did and uh, thanks for coming on, man. You you saved this week's podcast. It's I wasn't been... I wasn't very prepared as far as current events and all that. Well, it's it's been a pleasure uh, talking with you, and um, if you had if you have to edit it down for time, I'll. Uh, completely understand oh i'm not that's too much time and effort and i i I don't care (laughs) (laughs) but um hey man thanks for coming on and um you know if you have instagram or twitter and stuff you can uh or facebook you can share it yourself to get it you know pass it around as much as possible and um 
you know, Chris, thanks for coming on and uh, enjoy your, you know, enjoy your time out there in Washington State. Absolutely, Jesse. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Take care, care, man. Tell tell Jillian Jillian and the cats I said hello. All right, man. All right. right. Good night, man. Night. I just want to thank Chris uh, for coming on this week's episode as a guest. You know, um, I really save this week's episode, if you ask me. But um, I thought it was a good interview. I had fun. Uh, I learned a lot of new information that I wouldn't have previously known. And, um, and, uh, please, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Um, like and subscribe to this week's episode. Um, you can go and talk and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. I'm pretty sure you can play it from Alexa. It would be cool to, uh, get some feedback on that because I don't own an Alexa. And, um, Next week's episode will be a current events episode, so um, please email me uh, f- uh, like subject matter on, on at ramblinrunnels at gmail.com. You can also follow me on various social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can uh, find me at um, jesse.runnels on uh Instagram, Twitter, Jesse underscore Runnels, and simply Jesse Runnels on Facebook. So I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of the Ramblin' Runnels podcast.